Amin El Hassan, ESPN front Woo-hoo! office insider, joining us here in studio. And what Amin did you think of the first look of LeBronzo last night in Vegas? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, preseason is a funny time where if something good happens, like yeah, this is what I've been talking about, and something bad happens, it's preseason. It's preseason. Nobody <laughs> cares. But no, uh, you know, you want to see that sort of chemistry. You want to see that sort of impact and effectiveness. And, and you know, absent LeBron, who LeBron's always going to be LeBron. I think the big thing was Lonzo was finishing around the rim. Hmm. Whether LeBron was on the court or not, he was going there. He wasn't shying away into contact. He was initiating contact and finishing at the rim, and that's huge. Because when you talk about being able to play with LeBron James, there's two things. One is the ability to move without the ball, as LZ was talking about right before uh, that sound. The other is... Like, people make a big deal out of shooting, and shooting is big. But if you can't shoot, you got to be able to finish. That's a, that's a non-negotiable right there. Dwayne Wade was an excellent spacer who shot like 19% from three in Miami. But what made him so killer was these things called ghost cuts, which is I'm here in the three-point line. My defender says, ah, I don't have to worry about him. He can't shoot threes. And then the ball moves, and I turn around to go back to where Dwayne was. Wait a second, where do you where gotta go? go? Right? And he's finishing at the and rim. And he's finishing at the rim. Now, if you can't finish at the rim, and you can't make that shot, then you're a non-factor. And, and so for Lonzo last year, he shot 31-5, I want to say, from three. That's right. That's not good, but it's also not terrible. Like, I can live with that. What I can't live with, he was bottom five in the league in finishing in the restricted area. Shot like 47.9% on layups, basically, which is supposed to be the thing you're supposed to shoot 59, 60% on. That was the killer. And then also, you throw onto it, he was awful at free throws. So right. if you talk mm-hmm. about the... the I anal- think one led to the next. Right. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, if you want to talk about it from an analytical standpoint, we talk about the smart shots in the NBA now are dunks and layups, three-pointers, <laughs> and free throws. He's terrible at all three. That's something that can't exist. So last night to see him look comfortable and make those shots... Or at least some of those shots. That was good. When he shut the air ball out the gate, did you, what was your thought? Because I, I can tell you what I was thinking. I was like, hello, Minnesota? Yeah. yeah. Now, now about that Jimmy Butler. <laughs> now, exactly what did he call Carl Anthony? Right, exactly. Right. Do you think that's transferable to V? Does V, is it going to be all right? Uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, look. That's what I hate when people say, oh, a guy worked on a shot, changed a shot, whatever. Okay, now you got to shoot 99%. I'm like, all right, guys, like, he's still going to shoot air balls. He's still going to like not shoot well from time to time. It's it's a work in progress. It is definitely not something that happens overnight. I can't tell you the day where we're like, Jason Kidd can shoot, right? It right. Just, it just, oh, one it day just, we looked up like, wait, he shoots 38% from three, and he's right. like number two all time? How'd that happen? It just happens. So. Right. So we just got to be patient. The guy is literally, he's not even in year two yet. He's still in the preseason. So, I mean, go back to something you said at the beginning, that when it's not coming together in the preseason, we kind of, eh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's preseason, preseason whatever, yeah, who cares? Yeah. It'll it'll look right when it when it needs to look right. And what we saw last night, which is, oh, that, okay. Yeah. When, when does it matter? When, when does something that we're seeing in the preseason, that for, we, we started the conversation, LZ and I, by, for me at least, Seeing what that looked like for the first time together made me go, oh, that, that's further down the road than yeah. I thought it would be. I, I, I thought that maybe eventually it would come together, but that it's coming together in the middle of October to me feels significant. Should it? I mean, it's a good sign that there's good on-court chemistry. I, I don't I, – I, I guess the, the, the trick is to temper enthusiasm. So it – 
Let me tell you when it's we a bad time. We had a caller time. that says that Brandon Ingram was Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant combined. That's right. Is that mm-hmm. what you're talking about? Calming down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Temper that a little okay, bit. Okay. Right. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe Bryant Kobe. and Jimmy Butler. The Kevin Durant part is not true. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but the, uh, the you know, I, I'll give you an example of when it's okay to be concerned, right? And again, it's early. Even when it's bad, it's early, right? I'm still looking at Kyle Kuzma. I'm like, where was Kyle, where was, where's last year's Kyle Kuzma? Because this guy looks... So a little tentative, sometimes too rushed, just not not in the flow of where we want him to be. And so that's something that to keep an eye on. So obviously when you see Lonzo and LeBron play out there and it looks very natural, that is a good sign. It's not like, ah, oh, it's preseason, it doesn't matter. Because they even when an empty gym, they've got to have some sort of timing and, and chemistry. And so they've got that, and that's good. Does it – I mean <laughs> – what about the opponent last night? When you're looking at Golden State and Steph played and Kevin Durant played and Clay mm-hmm. played and just the gap between where we know the Warriors can get to. Mm-hmm. They're going for their third in a row, fourth in five years, and we, we we know what it looks like. And the Lakers are trying to close the gap. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt to me that the gap was cavernous coming into it. It didn't feel cavernous last night. It felt, yeah. it, it felt like they were much closer than yeah. I would have anticipated. The answer to that one... Comes Check after the out. break. Check Ooh. that out. Ooh, look, that's 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 look at him coming in teasing us and stuff. Hey, that's a good make. He came, he came all late. He figured, okay, let me do a tease. <laughs> <laughs> Mean El Hassan, ESPN front office insider and tease expert. That's coming up next. <laughs> Lakers in Vegas last night. Oh, you better beat. respect the great. Is it a birthday? John Hall, uh, uh, of course, there's a birthday. Another one. Guess yeah, this, this is stuff. the birthday music. Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall. You know, I saw you them. You said John Hall. I heard that, man. Did you say John Hall? He said John no, Hall. No, no. I, I think John Hall's my, my accountant. John, <laughs> John Oates. John Oates. And Daryl Dar- Hall. Daryl Hall. Which was the one that looked like Davy Lopes? Who the hell is Davy Lopes? What? Who the hell is Davy Lopes? No, this is your Detroit is showing right now. Lizzie. Exactly. Yeah. Former infielder. Yeah. Davey Lopes, the second baseman for the Dodgers. Oh, dude, in the seventies. In the seventies, exactly Did you just like do the seventies. I wasn't offended. born then. Keyshawn was. No, he would say he wasn't born then. Yeah, no, Keyshawn knows it. He'll say he All right, was, fine. All right, was, I don't know who David Lopes looks. Like. Which was the white guy in Hall and Oates? They both were white. Yeah, what are you talking okay, about? which was the what blonde the hell's guy? happening here? This was Daryl. Daryl is whose that birthday. That threw me off right there. I was like, wait, are you about to break my mind? Well, the, that whole blue-eyed soul was BS. It was just soul. It was just actual soul. I mean. You know, this birthday is brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Newport Beach. It's off the 73 towards the sea. I mean, go ahead and visit rovernewportbeach.com, landrovernewportbeach.com. It's Land Rover. It's above and beyond. Should I tell them that Keyshawn, LZ, and Travis sent me? That's right. Yes. Okay. yes, yes. That's right. Happy birthday, Daryl. We'll overlook your back credit. <laughs> 72 years old today. Daryl. Um, so what is the gap? 72? 72. Good Lord. He's He's still great. I just saw him last year. You still got it. Are they doing like state fairs and things like no, that? No, they did staples. staples. State what? Yeah. Did I fall into a time warp? What you don't you go to concerts anyway. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. What is the gap? I mean, between where not, not what we saw necessarily last yeah. night, but between full Warriors and what we think this Lakers squad might look like. The gap is massive. Massive. <laughs> massive. Uh, I try to tell him. It's it's not even close. I mean, like you want to know what the what Warriors showed up last night? Kevin Durant fouled out. Like with a whole quarter and a half to go, he had enough. That's yeah. That's that's called hide is calling, and I want to be arrested for later. (laughs) Right? They they are not a good measuring stick in the regular season, let alone the preseason. Because what we've now entered is the era of the Warriors 
just bored of proving to you how much better they are. So we spent, it's so funny to me, uh, a year ago last year, so or summertime 2017. Oh, my God, the Warriors are too good. This is unfair. NBA is boring. Why do we watch this? And then we spent a whole year saying, maybe the Rockets can do it. Right. And then, and, and actually believed it. And then the Warriors went out there and they won. And, and they won the next championship. And people said, I told you so. Say, wait a second. No, you didn't. All year long, you were telling me that the Rockets could do it. So, that's their mo, right? They get out there, they they're not serious, they lollygag, etc. But for the Lakers, again, the measuring stick is not the Warriors, and dare I say, it's not even the Rockets or the Jazz. The measuring stick are teams like the Thunder, the Spurs, uh, the Grizzlies, the uh, uh, the Blazers. That's that's who you're up against. That's who you're fighting against for your spots. Those teams at the top of the West, they're. They're somewhere. They're on, they're on the freeway. You're still trying to get on the on ramp. Yeah, I, you know, I echoed a lot of what you said. I though I don't think the gap between the Lakers and Houston is as big as the gap as it is between the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, with the Warriors are so much further. <laughs> that and the fact that I think people underestimate how much losing a defensive perimeter player like Trevor Reese is going to affect what they're able to do, and and in terms of. Not just defensively, but also in terms of running the break, spreading the floor, things mm-hmm. like that. Carmelo Anthony, for as great as he has been in his career, if he's out there wide open for three, I'm not necessarily sprinting. You know, I'm I'm like I'm I'm a wait and see. And if you got wait and you, see, you want to turn off your phone at some point. I'm getting up. Something big happened, or was it one of those? Uh, yeah, some, this funny highlight. From yeah, that Khabib, Khabib threatens in Instagram post to leave UFC promotion, cuts his teammate involved in the oh. UFC 229 melee. So nothing. Go ahead. Uh, that's that's <laughs> something. There's a dinner. I don't think it's anything. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry, I interrupted. Yes, yes, you did. Actually, no, his phone interrupted. <laughs> that's true. Actually, no, Thank the you. phone was minding his own business. You stopped the whole show. Tell <laughs> my phone, which was minding his own business. Anyway, now I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what we're talking about. Lakers won a championship. There, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Bail, bail. Go back no. to what you said a minute ago. Um, I mean, the, the the idea of and it's it's true. That the Warriors kind of just, eh, we'll get, we'll, yeah. we'll go when it's time to go. We know how to do this. We know how to play when it's time to play. These things do come to an end eventually. There's a reason that the Lakers dynasty and the Celtics and the Bulls, they, they all end. Right. Is this one in the middle of it? Are we close to the end? Because the, at boredom, disinterest, somebody bounces. It feels like they don't last this long, typically. Right. No, you play with fire, eventually you get burnt, right? And I'm sure that's something that Steve Kerr and Bob Myers talk about all the time, but, uh, you know, uh, and which is why a big part of adding DeMarcus Cousins has less to do with DeMarcus Cousins being awesome for them and more to do with the, a new toy. And so everyone's like, ooh, how can we, you know, so for now, he's not out there, so they're still kind of in their same old, same old. When he gets back, it's all about how can we get DeMarcus Cousins' ring? It's the same kind of boost of energy they got when they added uh, David West and, and Zaza Pachulia, because these guys are new and they haven't done it. So let's show them what it's like, guys. Boys, let's show them what it's like. You know, it's it, it's a rejuvenation that they get in terms of purpose and, and energy. But yeah, the I think the end comes. When guys get like, okay, I've had enough winning. I'm going to go and I want to challenge. I myself. want to go lose. Like, <laughs> no, not not lose. But I think when you talk about greatness, when you're not talking about like regular players or merely good players, you're talking about great players. There is a curiosity in there about how great I am, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell you a great story that's Laker related. Remember the game where Andrew is this Bynum- about Davy Lopez? <laughs> Lopes. Nah, Lopes. Sorry. <laughs> 
L O P E S. Right. <laughs> um, it's called a pistol. Yeah. So the game, the game where Andrew Bynum shot the three. Remember, and Mike Brown went nuts, and he mm-hmm. pulled him out the game. And everyone was like, oh, boy. So all the media rushed into the locker room, went straight to Kobe. Let's see Kobe rip him a new one, right? And Kobe sat back and he said, sometimes in order to know how great you are, you have to test the boundaries of your greatness. Like, he literally had no problem with it because he understood. Like Andrew Bynum is a, was at the time a good player trying to grow into his own to a great player. Mm-hmm. And part of that exposition is trying to find out, oh, can I do this? Am I good enough to take a middle of the shot clock in rhythm three? Not because there's any sort of duress, but because right. I want this to be a part of my game. And so, yeah, that's part of the process for these guys. Maybe there's going to come a day where Clay says, you know, maybe that's the wrong guy to pick, but just say, well, Clay says, okay, five rings, got him. Could I be Reggie Miller? Uh, that's something I said on, during the finals last year. I said, if Clay, people say, oh, Clay's gets the coast and it's easy for him. I said, look, if Clay Thompson had his own team, he'd be Reggie Miller. You say he can't create his own shot. Was Reggie breaking people off the dribble? No. Reggie ran a million screens and you got tired of chasing him around and you gave him this much of a window and he and he, and he, and he made you pay. He made right. you pay. And I think Clay Thompson is the exact kind of player. Now, he, maybe he doesn't feel, maybe Clay just likes being in, in Golden State and he never leaves. It is legal here. It's legal up there too. <laughs> is it legal? Same state. Up there. It's a, yeah, it's We're a, good. No, 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 no. I, I'm using the Reggie Miller comparison. It's oh. not. It's not legal in Indiana. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know that's, it that's is legal factor. up there. That's I mean, I mean, you can be naked up there and walk around as long as you have a towel with you. Is that is that true? Yes, yeah, true. Do I have to have to have the towel on, or can I just no, have it on my no? Hand? Just you, you just have need to carry it. Have it in your hand. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. just carry it. <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. People wonder why Trump won. Yeah. Good. Ain't enough California. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, uh, short answer, the complacency can be part of it. And part maybe that's what feeds into, you know what, I want to try something new. Yeah, it just, it ends, but these guys seem to have a a weird mix, and I mean weird in a positive way, that they're all kind of comfortable not chasing and pushing that greatness that the idea of kevin durant's been another place he knows what it's like steph curry and clay are original warriors that they could draymond's an original warrior and they all fit together there doesn't seem to be that underlying hostility and jealousy that sometimes starts to bubble up between teammates Shaq and kobe comes to Mm -hmm. mind that well no i want it you have it i can't we both can't have it that seems to be absent there well there's one exception there and I'll let you know. Oh, oh, these did words. you just tease him again? Or two. I mean, it's stop teasing us today. The exception that is coming up next, but not before I tell you about my Traeger grill. Six different things you can do with the Traeger grill. You can grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, barbecue, and whatever one of those six things that you're doing on your Traeger grill, your food's going to taste better. And that's because it uses those wood pellets, and the wood just makes your food taste better. That's a fact. We've done steaks. We've done chicken. We've done fish on the Traeger, all different sorts of ways. And each and every time it comes out unbelievably delicious and it comes out the same way every time because it's unbelievably consistent those repeatable results every single time you've had a gas grill a charcoal grill you've had to deal with it the hot spots here it's there you can't let the food sit there too long you got to move it to a new spot none of that with the traeger grill unbelievably consistent and incredibly easy to use you set the temperature you forget about it you leave it there the food comes off and it's delicious over and over and over again you got to go check it out traegergrills.com t-r-a-e-g-e-r grills.com TraegerGrills.com. You can go to Ace. You can go to Home Depot. You got to check them out because if you love to eat, you love to grill barbecue, you got to get your hand on that wood. The Traeger Grills. TraegerGrills.com. Go check it out.
checking my list to make sure I don't blow it again. There you go. No more make, birthdays. Make it's sure not Buddy Brown's birthday. No. 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 I don't think Luke Perry did this one. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. No. Amin El Hassan joining us here in studio this morning. Woo-hoo! The Lakers in Vegas last night. They beat the Warriors in a preseason game. We got our first look at LeBron and uh, Lonzo Ball together. And Amin, we were talking about what might be the ultimate unraveling of the Warriors and you're talking about somebody decides you know I want got my rings I've got my money I want to go try it on my own somewhere else but it does seem that these four guys Durant Curry Thompson and Green that they do there doesn't seem to be the jealousy that kind of unravels some other teams don't look at LZ LZ's got that we'll get to that later that LZ, you don't know about Mysterio or Mysterio's coming up later I mean, I, I mean, you got I any uh, I mean, love? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking to you. I mean, you got any love, dating, or side piece advice you, you got, need from Mysterio? Do you guys know this is a radio show, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, and we try to take care of it. We're a show of the people. <laughs> it's done specifically to make people like you and me uncomfortable. Yeah. Raj Why is are good. you uncomfortable? <laughs> because you've got human that nature. mask on. <laughs> it's human nature. Give in. All right, I mean, just let me know. We're doing an hour. We got some questions. Love and dating and side piece advice for Mysterio. Let me know if you, got, you need any help. Warriors. You were, as you were saying. Warriors. It's <laughs> <laughs> a candelabra. <laughs> Again, this is radio. No one can see this. Thank God. You can't How can you have? Oh, no. We got clips on the internet. People have seen it. You can't have hot wax I, without a candelabra. Honestly, I think the way <laughs> I think it's the way that you're holding the mask that's the I, most the, upsetting. Yeah. The, <laughs> That the mask, ha- like the, it's like an eyes wide shut type of mask, yeah. but instead of having like a stick that you hold it with, it's the nose. It's the nose, <laughs> and that's really disturbing. <laughs> Wait till you see when the nose gets excited. It's upsetting. It's very very. That's upsetting. why they call me so nosy. <laughs> let's let's focus on Draymond, Clay, KD, Steph, Steve Kerr, something. I'm just going to keep saying names until you take that <laughs> mask off your Let's face. Talk about McCall. No, uh, like Kevin Durant is the is the flight risk, right? Because as you noted, Steph's been there is a day one. He's a lifer, as they say. Clay's a lifer. Draymond's a lifer. KD, ah, mercenary. And you know, he came to cement his legacy with rings. He's done that now. Like assuming they win it this year, there'll be a three peat. There'll be the only the fourth. Team or no? Excuse me. The third franchise because the technically Minneapolis or fourth, yeah, Minneapolis Lakers and Los Angeles Lakers, right? Celtics, Bulls, Bulls, and then they'd be the fourth. The Warriors would be the fourth. So that's an opportunity there to say, okay, we did it, and now do I have new horizons I want to conquer? Do I want to be the king in New York? Right? Do I want to try to mimic what LeBron did coming to LA and where I do it on the opposite coast? Do we finally get a LeBron versus KD in their? I guess not. Not quite in their primes, but do we get a good LeBron versus KD, not KD as a child, mm-hmm. coming to the finals for the first time in his career? And so all those things I can see happening. I can see him leaving. But I think those other guys, you know, earlier I said, well, what if Clay decides he wants to be Reggie Miller? I think, you know, all of us talked to Michael Thompson enough to get a pretty strong feeling that I don't think that's going to happen. No, man. no. Like, Michael, think about this. Michael Thompson is, like, won a championship with the Lakers, lives in L.A., works for the Lakers, and still say, no, nah, my son's not coming here. Like, think about that. So um, that, the, the, the flight risk is KDI. I, I think there's a lot of basketball voices, aficionados, talent, however you want to describe us, who are fighting for this KD jettison narrative because we do miss 
what we perceive to be a more widespread base of competition in the NBA. And that we want an NBA in which this guy's with this franchise for 10 years and he works his way up and eventually breaks through the way that Dirk Nowitzki did for Dallas. You know, and all the heartbreak and blah, blah, blah. So when you finally have that moment, it's like, ah. And I think a lot of us kind of want that. And we're looking at the Golden State Warriors, wondering if there's one of those little pieces of fruit we can pick off the tree and plant somewhere else in hopes of building that. I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. I I, I think Uh, that there's something to be said about knowing when you have a good thing. And James Worthy didn't sit back and go, I wonder what happens if I just left Showtime and decide. I mean, some guys but, but enjoy Worthy, success. But Worthy was an original Laker. Yeah, he, he's a lifer. Uh, no, but but th- what I would say to you is, sure, logically, that all makes sense. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Except for the fact that there's actual rumblings from behind the scenes where there is at least a level of interest. Who's doing the rumblings? I can't be saying that stuff, man. But are, the, are, are, are they sources at least? Yeah. They're, or, they're not just voices in your head? They're not are the rumblings <laughs> based in that he wants to go do what you described to me in the sense that I want to go take the Knicks, for instance, and bring them back and put them in a championship, and I want it to be on my shoulders, I want it to be that, or is it the rumblings of, and LZ and I were talking about this yesterday, this sense that Kevin Durant is bothered by the, uh. the, the the precept that he jumped onto something that was pre-made. And that even if he's the best player on the team, and he probably is, or he's certainly co-best player right. on the team, that he's not the reason they are what they are, that he's just along for the ride. And cl- clearly that bothers him. Um, I, I don't, yes, clearly it bothers him. I don't think that's why. I think the idea is he looks at what LeBron did, right, and, and what LeBron has become now. He's become something greater than basketball. When you t- talk is about he Le- Jesus? Mm, knocking on that door. <laughs> Not quite, but he's knocking on that door, right? Like the idea of, of become, becoming bigger than basketball, being a, a content producer, right? Uh, taking full advantage of what being in uh, the largest media market in the country gives you, right? And so if you're KD and you say, that's cool. I look at LeBron. He's, he's not just a basketball player anymore. Look at he's, he's producing movies and he's got his own podcast company. Da, 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 da. I want to do that. Like, where do you want, where's the next biggest media market? It's the one all the way 3,000 miles that way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that I think is the allure plus, oh, and then we can bring the Knicks back too, right? All that stuff is, it has some cachet to it as well. But um, if it were as simple as I'm tired of people like saying I, I got on the bandwagon, like he'd just go back to Oklahoma, wouldn't he, or whatever. He like there are a lot of, Well, no, he can't. But, <laughs> I was but he go he go. There's a, a multitude of different options there. Like the idea, the reason why the Knicks come up as a thing is because New York is the only, probably only other thing that can offer something comparable to what LA does in terms of those off the court opportunities. Is his ego like that? Because you got to have an ego as well to want to say, let me break up this highly successful, likely three more championship possible before I retire. He's already sure he made some pretty unorthodox decisions on jumping on that team in the first place. Well, I mean, unorthodox, but not crazy. No, no, not crazy, but right. unorthodox. Like going to the Knicks is crazy. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that as a joke. I'm saying outside of hiring Fizz, what exactly are oh. you going to? Oh, 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 don't do this, LZ. Let me pull up Cousin Proofy on the line. <laughs> if you guys watch the jump, you know every time we talk about the Knicks, I have to consult with Cousin Proofy, who said the Knicks are back. And so, back, uh, back where? Oh no, Kevin, <laughs> back in the standings. Ke- Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Knox 
SWAT man Mitchell Robinson. That's that's the nickname. SWAT man. This is the group chat that I have to deal with every single day. Oh my and gosh. Don't forget KP, the unicorn. What's better than one unicorn? Two unicorns. That's, <laughs> when I said, when I, said, when I said, you know I what, just, guys, I've, I've been hearing about this Durant thing, and they're like, hey, hey, you know what's better than one unicorn? Two unicorns. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, no, I mean, that's like, nice. much in the same way as we were all kind of skeptical of Magic Johnson and Rob Polinko when they first came in. I wasn't. I'm, I'm, Most of us were with a lot of the fancy rhetoric. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to bring like, like, okay, let's see how you and they, what you start to look at their individual decisions. Like, well, wait, that was actually very sober and tame mm-hmm. and disciplined, right? Uh, you you you, uh, you look at the Knicks, and yeah. I know they're laughing stock and everything, but what Scott Perry has done since he got there, they're all pretty good, true decisions, very tempered, very measured, mm-hmm. and good picks. Like, the, it looks like they, you know, they found something with Kevin Knox. Yep. Yeah. At least we can say better than what his draft slot was. Like, yes, we can sit back and say, "Oh, he probably should have gone higher." And uh, like these are that's these are the things that get the wheels moving, right? To eventually put yourself in a position. Are they in a position where the Lakers were when they were able to go to LeBron and say, "Hey, look at what we got." Yeah, like they're starting. They're not yeah. quite as far along, but those steps are in in motion. You don't you don't think that being able to look at Genie Bus and saying, "Okay, you're a competent owner," versus the Dolans going, "Okay." Hmm. Maybe he likes live music. <laughs> Maybe he I wants mean, to go I mean, see that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I know if KD, KD. KD's a big fan of fedoras. You know? <laughs> That's true. I don't. And and white eyes soul. I guess. Listen. White eyes. I call soul. it white eyes soul because ain't no blue in there, man. It's just all just. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes roll back. Exactly. Just, um, I I don't know what KD's plans are. What what I do know is that from what I saw last night. LeBronzo, as well as Ronzo, which is when you have those two guys in the backcourt together, looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at the Golden State Warriors, I go, no, no chance. When I look at Houston, I go, maybe. But then when I look at 3 through 12, I go, yeah, absolutely, which is why I've been saying since jump, I see a fourth seed. I see 50-plus wins. I see us fighting for an opportunity to go to the Western Conference Final because outside of Golden State, no team, including Houston, I look at it and says, we really don't have a chance in the series. Jimmy Butler had a meltdown at practice yesterday. He was going at the front office, guys. Our front office insider, Amin El Hassan. Amin, I need to know if anybody's ever been going at you <laughs> during practice. We'll get into it next. Amin El Hassan in studio with us this morning oh! as well. ESPN Woo-hoo! front office insider. So, Amin. Laker hater. Uh, Laker hater. Laker lover. That's what I mean, the Twitter is You're all the things that uh, you that's never what, you have to be more specific when you call a Laker hater somewhere around right here. It could be anybody, depending on what you've said in the last five minutes. This is true. This is in all your time Thanks in the front listening. office. Did you ever have somebody go Jimmy Butler on you the way that he did yesterday not, in Minnesota? Not, not in a serious. No, first of all, no. Right? Like, yes, I've had guys go at me, but it was because like the heat of practice, and also because I am a nice target for people who want to yell. Uh, so Shaq has gone at me. Jason Richardson has gone at me. Roger Bell has gone at me. Like the only people, like Steve Nash and Grant Hill are the only ones that are like, they just they're good. But everyone else has had a turn of just like just mother bleeping me. But mostly stuff like man, you, you didn't give us like the right score or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but here's like a lot of people today are, are waking up and say, wait a second, he does this, and then conveniently Rachel Nichols is there. No, of course we, we, that's just how it works. Rachel got the call right. on uh, Monday night or excuse me Tuesday night. 
uh, saying Jimmy's ready to, for a sit down. And so we set it up. They were actually in Golden State for. I thought so. For, for I saw her with uh, Pip and Kerr. Live from camp from mm-hmm. there yeah. with her and Pippin, yeah. And so everyone who was part of the crew flew back to LA. She flew direct to Minnesota. Minnesota. So that part is prearranged, right? Jimmy sitting down with her. Jimmy knew he was going to sit down with her. And you might even say Jimmy coming to practice and being belligerent was preordained as well. What wasn't preordained is taking the third string and beating the first string, right? right. He still has to go in there and take a bunch of, basically a bunch of guys, he, names he probably don't even know, and go play against two guys you gave the max to. Right. Including, by the way, my favorite part of it was Carl Anthony Towns at one point starts woofing about, mm-hmm. I, I got this, anyone can get this work. Anyone can get this work. And Jimmy says. Jimmy says this. This is the truth. I didn't go at those two. One of them came at me. One of them came at me, and I just... Which one? Cat. Cat came at me. I were up in practice, and he said, anybody can get this work. I said, do it to me. That's all that I said. I said, every time I get switched out onto you, you pass it. I'm a competitor. I'm in here talking. Come at me. If you score on me, I'm going to tap you on your butt. Good move. You got the best of me. I mean, but yeah. you got to do it every time. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, it... it, it dro- yeah. So, to me... First of all, you have to respect that he went into the the workplace knowing, like, he could have showed up, talked all that stuff, and got annihilated, right? Right. He could have showed up with a third string and then got beat. All right, guys, let's switch these teams back around. Like, right. Like, that didn't happen, <laughs> no. right? Number two, he talked all that talk and nobody stood up to him, right? Right. Which is further proving the point that he made when he was yelling at Scott Layden, which is what you were referring to, mm-hmm. players, young executives. Uh, Scott Layden is the general manager, the guy who does the day-to-day, basically, for the Timberwolves. And I guess you could argue the guy who's responsible for Jimmy Butler not having a max contract, mm-hmm. right? Because the idea was this summer he wanted a max extension. The best they could do was something like 100 over 4, which is far below the max for a player of his caliber. So... What he's saying to him is, yeah, like you, you got money for these guys, but you right. ain't got money for me. Okay, I'll sh- I'll let you know that I'm the reason we win. Which he's right. Like right. when he was healthy, they were they had home court advantage. When he got hurt, they damn near missed the playoffs. And so, nothing he said was either a orchestrated, like fixed, so that it could come true. Mm-hmm. He, he he spoke the truth. And he had to go out there and do it, and that's I think that's that's the important thing to remember when you talk about what happened yesterday at practice. Does he does he fit in well with a team with an established one, or does he need to be on a team? He being Jimmy Butler, um, where he is the definitive one. Now, when he asked that question, is obviously, you know, if you hear a name like a player like a Jimmy Butler being dangled out there, mm-hmm. and if you're the Lakers, you you should at least kick the tires and just see what they're curious, what they would be open to. But do you want that type of person in this locker room with LeBron and Rondo, or is he best to be left over in Minnesota? Oh no, he he would be awesome in this locker room. The the the, the problem becomes for the Lakers twofold. One, what do we have to give up to get right. him? And two, what do we have to do to keep him? What do we have to do to keep him? And yep. Jimmy, basically, what he's doing in Minnesota right now is saying, when I, maybe you have this this clip where Rachel says, "Is it fixed?" No, I don't have that okay. one. I, so, yeah. so I can tell. I, I almost memorized it. She says, "So is this situation fixed?" He says, "No." She says, "Is it fixable?" He he pauses. He says, "Do I think it's going to be fixed?" No. If you're asking me if it's fixable, yeah, that means one thing, ladies and gentlemen. Money. I know later later in the mm-hmm. conversation, he said, "Oh, this isn't about money, Jimmy. We're not done. Right. Right. This is about you want to fix it. 
Right. Pay, pay me, me. Pay me what I'm worth. Right. And to me, that's the thing about the Lakers. It's not just what do we have to give up to get him. It's also are you prepared to pay him? And I don't think the Lakers are. That's the reason why the Rockets are in this conversation because mm-hmm. Daryl Morey is saying we're going full speed ahead. First of all, we you know we're giving up Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker who are very good players for them, but also not. Uh, they're not like young or anything, right. right? They're they're on the wrong side of thirty, but also, like, I, doesn't matter what he wants. If he walks at the end of the year, we think we're we can win a championship with him here. D- Jalen mentioned something on Countdown last night about how it doesn't destroy the trade market for Jimmy Butler what he did yesterday, but maybe it, it limits it to a certain point. That if there were ten teams that were in, maybe there are seven teams that are in right now after seeing it. How how much damage does a meltdown like that do? Or is everybody saying, look, once we get him in here, once he gets his money, he's going to be fine? Is there is there a, a ripple effect where somebody says, you know what, I don't need that in here? Uh, no, I, I, because again, I think he did that on purpose, right? And, and there's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack. One is he's trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, he you know maybe trying to signal to certain people like, hey, I don't want to be with you. But three, you know, it's a team. He was brought there. Ironically, you know, people were saying, oh, Tibbs must be so upset. Like, no, Tibbs is sitting there like. Yeah, this is what I want. That's what I want. Right. I want someone to call them out because what's the what's supposed to happen is he calls them out in practice, and then those guys say, "Man, we're not going to let him do that to us again." And then come back the next day in practice, and they're going hard. And now that passion, that energy is infectious, and everyone's mm-hmm. going as hard. And that's what Tip wanted. What no one could have foreseen because a year ago, I thought it was yeah, like that's what you get someone in that locker room, a veteran, and those kids would say, "Oh, that's how you do it." Kind of like how the kids are looking at LeBron right now right. in L.A. The problem is, those guys looked at, at Jimmy and said, what's wrong with this guy? Like, right. I don't care what you're saying. I'm getting paid, and that's, it. that's right. all I care about. And, you know, that, that's the issue. The main suitor right now is Miami. Miami's like, that's our culture. That's who right. we are, right? Like, he comes over here, and it's a locker room full of dudes who are blue-collar, uh, blue glass-eating, nails-eating kind of guys. So... It would be a perfect fit, if you ask me. All right, we know that the Lakers are number one in L.A., but it means says that there may be a new number two. Find out who it might be what? next. I think Dodgers. we got a birthday coming up. No. Isn't, this, isn't no. this a birthday song? Doesn't sound like one. No? I don't think it's so. Black Thoughts birthday. You thought this was Luke Perry? It's Questlove's <laughs> No, birthday. I just assumed it was a... Because we never played this. Oh, because Chris isn't here. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's no Chubby Checker. I was like, I was like, where's the Huey Lewis in the news? Where's the... Sorry, I, for, on, I forgot when Chris isn't here, we actually play music. Yeah, we do. No, we do. Okay. Chris alone. Let Chris live. <laughs> well, he's he living. Where, where are he at now? <laughs> he living. Trust. Dodgers open the NLCS tomorrow in Milwaukee. The Rams <laughs> are headed to Denver to take on the Broncos. They're 5-0. and Um I mean, you said something yesterday about that if the Rams, they look like right. they're on the path. I mean, they're 5-0. and They're rolling, rolling right now. They've got a ton of talent. they got the right coach. It feels like it's headed in this direction. That if they go to the Super Bowl, something interesting might happen. I, well, so yesterday I was on uh, Sedano's show, and I said if the Rams win the Super Bowl, right, and assuming the Dodgers don't win the World Series, does that change? Not forever, but at mm. least temporarily. And everyone in the room said, no, or maybe just for like a month or so. But, you know, once we get back into swing of baseball, the Dodgers will be back on top or whatever. And then the caller started calling in and and yelling at me. And one guy said, I don't care if the Rams win the next five Super Bowls. And when he said five, I said, aha. 
So if the Rams become the next Patriots, right, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they got a young quarterback, mm-hmm. young running back, and a young coach, this is something that could continue for a while, right? If they were able to do that, then do they supplant? Uh, because you think Patriots 15 years ago, well behind the Celtics, well behind the Red Sox, mm-hmm. uh, and some would argue well the behind Bruins. the Bruins even, yeah. right? And now that's kind of the team in, in, in the Boston area. So would that change things? And, you know, a lot of people still called in and said, no, it wouldn't. But one caller called in and said, and I like giving credit to the callers because I have no ideas of my own. He said the reason why a lot of these people are calling in angrily, angrily saying the Rams could never is because there's a generation of people who grew up in this city mm-hmm. without football. So they have zero affinity, not only to Rams, but when you don't grow up with football here, what do you root for? Other teams. The Niners. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, the Rams will never be better than the Niners because now you're picking a rival of mine. Look at the Raiders and their popularity yeah. still here in town. Yeah. And, and look, I, I don't think that a Super Bowl championship for the Rams would put them ahead of the Dodgers. I don't think that even a couple would do it. But here, but, but like you said, the, the absence is what's interesting in this. Right. And it's not the absence of the Rams being gone from Los Angeles for 22 years, which is why they fell down the, mm-hmm. however far they fell. The Dodgers are still on TV in a very small section of this city relative to how many people there are and have access to their games. The longer the Dodgers are off of TV for most people, myself included, I can't get them. I'd pay. I can't do it. I can't even buy it where I live. I don't even have an option. The longer that happens, the less relevant the Dodgers will become over time. It's not that, ah, they're not on TV. We've moved on. It it is kind of, it's going to, there's going to be a whole generation, like you're saying, I mean, people that didn't grow up watching Rams football or NFL football that grow up watching either no baseball or different baseball. The Dodgers are always going to sell their four million tickets. They're going to draw. They're going to be fine. They're not going to go out of business, but they can become less relevant. As, as, as long as there's, Black and white in this country, we'll always talk about Jackie Robinson. Let me talk about Jackie Robinson, we'll always talk about the Dodgers mm-hmm. in some fashion or another nationally. But when it comes to locally, I think what also is a factor is that it coincides with the popularity or a lack of popularity for each sport. So you mentioned the Patriots. The NFL's popularity also shot up. Mm-hmm. So as the sport is shooting up and you happen to have the best team in that sport, the interest is going to change. Baseball, nationally anyway, obviously the numbers have declined. And if your team isn't the best of a declining sport, eventually you will begin to kind of shift your interest in other places. The NBA, fortunately, you know, even the dip, the dip never dipped below baseball. Mm-hmm. You well, know, it was number one, and now it's number two to football, but it's never been surpassed by baseball, but, which is know, why the Lakers have always remained relevant. But the other part of it is what I was saying originally when I said the Rams in the Super Bowl, right, is... I wasn't saying like forever. I'm just saying at this moment in time. Like so, for instance, the Lakers are number one. We all accepted they're number one, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me like the D'Angelo Russell, uh, Julius Randle Lakers. People were looking at them with the same fondness of like at that point the Dodgers were a bigger thing, right? right. Nobody wanted to go watch that stuff, right? right? And so the best way I could put it is there's a if the Rams win the Super Bowl in February in March. There's the opening of a new swanky, very exclusive restaurant. Months in advance, you have to get a reservation. Both uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw and Jared Goff show up, and they both want a table. And the restaurant can do one of those good fellas, bring out a table from the back and create it, right? <laughs> Who are they giving it to? I'm sorry, they're not giving it to Clayton Kershaw, man. A month, it to a Jer- month after um, the Super Bowl, you're probably right. Six months after the Super yeah. Bowl, right? As long as it's not like years later and, okay, the Rams went back to being garbage, right? Unless the Dodgers 
win the, the World, World Series. Series. If they win the World Series, they trump it. I, and I guess that, like, that was my thing. People were calling in and trying to act like success has nothing to do with this. And like, no, I'm sorry. It, like, it's easy to be diehard Dodgers because the Dodgers are really good right now. But I'm telling you, if the Rams win, they already passed the, USC. The, the, the they Rams, don't care about if, USC if the, football. And the Rams history. have gone from when they got here three seasons ago. And I was doing pre and post on them from the moment that they've gotten here mm-hmm. until now. And been to all of these games and seen all the people that come to the Coliseum for all of it. Right. You and never say hi to cheap. me, by the way. If you don't come by. <laughs> you say, I'm in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm the one drinking. Another topic for another day. <laughs> right. But it's it's in, in three seasons, it's changed dramatically. Right. Before, it was mostly... Uh, oh, yeah, they're back. Oh, oh don't they suck? Yeah, they yeah. do. Okay, well, let's move on. And now Sean McVay went last year kind of, wait, they might be good. Okay, let's check it out. To now people are invested in it. If they take the next step, like you're saying to me, right. and all of a sudden they win the Super Bowl, it could be something that all of a sudden I have to go see, I have to be a part, and they become the toast. And, and let's be fair. It's not just that they're good. It's that they're fun to watch. Yeah, they got right. stars. Yeah. They got stars. Let's try the wood. And Rob, Rob, you're on the morning show. What's up? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, I just want to say I don't believe the Rams will never be over the Dodgers just like the Lakers will always be over Clippers. No matter what happens when um, people look back over history and see what these teams have done, no matter what your age is, what air you grew up in, history is what will always hold the Dodgers over the Rams, and always hold the Lakers over Clippers. All right? Well, yeah. You guys have a good day. Thank Thanks, you for Rob. that. I, you know, the, I don't think the Lakers-Clippers analogy is apples to apples. No, it's You're not. You're talking about a team that's never won anything, sharing a building with a team that's won it all. Several times. Several <laughs> times over. You're talking about ownership where the charismatic owner courted celebrities for decades and decades compared to an owner who didn't even want the people that he had hired to play basketball for him in the building. Those aren't necessarily no, apple to apples. Let's be clear, that's Donald Sterling. Let's be clear, that's Donald Steve Sterling. Ballmer. Not Steve Ballmer. The old guy. Um, the, the old guy. The old racist yeah. guy. Um, but there is an opportunity for the Rams to supplant the Dodgers in terms of excitement. And I don't care. Winning, as you said, I mean, covers a multitude of sin. And if the Dodgers disappoint and say they get bounced by Milwaukee and then a few months later the Rams go on and win the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. I'm not spending my March waiting for spring training to saddle back up. I'm spending my March walking around saying we're Super Bowl champions. I mean, again, like my thing is talk about football in this town. Football left for 22 years. And what became the surrogate was SC football, right? Mm -hmm. Right. yeah, Pete Carroll and uh, Reggie, Reggie Bush, and Liner, and Liner, and all that. like that became LA's NFL team, right? And they were winning, and it was going to the national championship, and 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 being elite, right? And then they fell off, and so now today, if you say SC's got a ton of history in this town, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy history, right? The guy, one of the guys on this show, is like still does SC stuff all the time because of that history. Just, right? just, just one guy though. Just one, just one, one of the guys. Just one, one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> But today I say, hey, man, I got two football tickets. 
We can either go to the Rams game or we can go to the SC game. No brainer. Everyone's going to the Rams game. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Right. Like, no disrespect to SC. Not saying it can never get back to what it was, but people like success. Yep. Yes. And I think that they're, it, it's almost two different things. What you're talking about, I mean, is I think the Rams being capable of catching the Dodgers in the short term yeah. and having it be whatever it is when the Rams win the world, the, the Super Bowl, it's in that, Scenario: Who gets the table? The Rams get the table. And I think Dodger fans, they're arguing something back different, which is they can't catch him because of the history of the Dodgers in this town, the World Series, Jackie Robinson, and all these things. And, and that's sort of right, too. But I'm talking about both of them at the same time, which right. is if the Rams continue to be good and start to look like some version of the Patriots, and the Dodgers continue to not be on television, it's both things at the same right. time. They can pass them in the short term and the long term because... You're 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 creating what is it the fifth year you're creating a generation of baseball fans potentially that don't see the Dodgers it's, on TV unless they're Travis, on. Travis, you know TV. what the irony is? That's what happened to the Rams. Yes, right. So uh, I brought this up yesterday. I read an L.A. Times piece by Bill Plaschke, written in 1990, whatever. And in why were you doing that? Uh, it's called the internet. You should check it out one time. Uh, but anyways, uh, so in it, I didn't he, say how. I said why. Oh, why? <laughs> well, because in it he interviews two high school students. Just a random local high school. Say, hey, how do you guys feel about the Rams leaving LA and there being no NFL in in Los Angeles? And both of them kind of gave one gave a very lukewarm answer. The other one was like, well, I don't really care because you know we don't we don't care about the NFL or something something to that extent. What the one that was lukewarm was named Rachel Bilson. <laughs> the one that was really adamant about ah, it's not a big deal. Arash Markazi. All right, we're going to talk more about this, the Rams and the Dodgers and their fight for the attention in the city of Los Angeles. Plus, no keys to love today, but Mysterio, oh, no. oh man, Mysterio is here. I wasn't told about this. Mysterio is here for Z's to love to help Amin's love life. That's coming up now. Don't be afraid. Dodgers NLCS tomorrow in Milwaukee. The Rams are in Denver on Sunday afternoon, 5-0. and oh. It's supposed to snow. It's supposed to be cold. So the Rams uh, have to deal with that. But I mean, you had a theory that if the Rams continue to play like they have and continue to go further in the playoffs, like we're hoping that they do, that there's an opportunity for them. Yeah, you know, and and before the the break, we talked about the idea that the Rams being gone, right? Because they were LA's team for a mm-hmm. long time, and then they were gone for 20-plus years. And that killed a whole generation of people who grew up either saying, you know what, SC football is my thing, or they grew up the Niners being their team, or Raiders, or what have you, right? And so when you come back now, it's not a whole bunch of people who've been waiting or been following for 22 years. Right. You ha- you're starting from scratch. It's like an expansion team almost, right? And Travis, you know, what you were talking about, I thought was really interesting. The idea that the Dodgers now, okay, it's cool, but when, if it continues to be this weird TV situation where pretty much the only way you can watch the Dodgers in LA is if you go to a Dodger game, Mm -hmm. which I do. At some point, you are going to have a generation of people who just grew up not caring. It's not important to them. Right? And so much like there's a generation of people right now who are calling in. Because they're Niner fans, like, oh, the Rams will never be LA's team because they, they already have something else, right? So th- there might be a generation of people right now growing up either not having a baseball team at all or rooting for another team, whether it's the Angels or whether it's a completely, like, I'm a Yankees fan or whatever it is. I, I, I'm a Dodger fan. I grew up in Pasadena 12 miles from right. Dodger Stadium. I'm always going to be a Dodger fan. Always. But 
my kids aren't Dodger fans because for the most part, when they started to care about sports and big, Dodgers aren't on TV. They're not right. on. You I, raised them wrong. It's never going to change for me you because it, wrong, it, it matters to me. Right. And it's it, and if you're a Dodger fan now, it's never going to change for you because it matters to you. I'm not talking about. You're supposed to beat the, the Dodgers group. into them. Another thing. Uh, another <laughs> thing I mean is I would take my son to the game. I tried a couple times taking him to the game, man. You know, at uh, Kemp when he was, you know, his yeah. uh, great season, he was like, "Why take him 30 minutes to throw the ball?" Dad, how come that, that dude just warmed yeah. up for ten minutes and he came in and they made him warm up again? You know, so the pace of the game is another thing. And, and, I mean. See that, and that baseball what, has a litany of other problems besides not being on television. Right, like, the reason why they may lose people. Beyond, so yeah, beyond yes, beyond just Dodgers versus whatever. Right. There is a baseball issue here right. too, where you know we talk about their their game having serious. Long-term, uh, you know, implications of its viability in this. In this, look, like I said, baseball used to be America's pastime, right? Mm-hmm. We don't it, have time for a pastime, though. It's, it's, I mean, that's it's the thing. Pastime, it pastime. Right? Like, exactly. It, we we got places to be. We got things to do. We don't have time to watch you chew and spit and scratch in between in each this pitch. Season six months long and a hundred and sixty-two games, and a hundred and fifty of them don't matter. It's just it's a, it's a tough sell. Well, I mean, well, or in, in some cases, 162 don't matter because we have to play one more. That's like exactly right. Let's try a call here. Let's start in Los Angeles with Chris. Chris, you're on the morning show. What's going on? Good morning, fellas. Hey, morning. Uh, great, great question. I think um, a major difference is even though the demo for baseball is, is is trending down, you know, with the age group, still the Dodgers were top this year. The last 20 years, they, they're either the top in attendance. Or second, um, we lost oh, you, Chris. Oh, Sorry oh, about that. The phone he was got dropped by the Dodgers. I, I think if I'm going to try to figure out where he was going, he was talking about the Dodger attendance. There's a huge difference between attendance and relevance. It's right. not. It's not the same thing. The Dodgers are going to. They're going to draw their four million people because this city has what 15 million people, and there's a lot of people here that care about them that are going to go to the game. The, the attendance will always be good, but. As you move further and further down the road, the relevance of it, you can still, look, the Kings draw, the the Ducks draw, Mm -hmm. they both fill their building, but their relevance isn't what it is for the Rams or the Lakers or the Dodgers. Attendance doesn't mean relevance. Also, also, worth mentioning when people say how many people go to Dodgers games. Isn't it the biggest stadium? In, in it's LA? one of them. Like, it, and they draw. Like, they've they drawn draw. 4 million people forever. Like, I guess what I'm saying is the Bulls for a long time were... Oh, it's the, they lead the league in attendance. Like, well, because they have the biggest stadium, and if you are if you're doing your job right, it doesn't matter how many people actually show up to the game. Right. Every one of these is going to be a sellout. So, right. Let's try another one, Aaron. This time, Aaron, you're on the morning show. What's up? Hey, what's up, fellas? I think you guys are on the money um, with you know the Rams overtaking. If they start putting up championships, I mean, we're we're living in the city of uh, you know what have you done for me lately? So, all these people who say they won't overtake the Dodgers. Um, you know, kind of older fellows, but this younger generation is what have you done for me lately. That's why you see little 14-year-olds with Clipper, uh, Chris Paul jerseys on and things of that nature because uh, it, it, it's just who's relevant at what time. And, and L.A. kind of goes with the times. Uh, Dodgers will always be the Dodgers, but the Rams can easily be the buzzing um, team in L.A. I mean, lately, they haven't won in 30 years. That's not lately. That's that's almost middle-aged. <laughs> like, you could have been born in 89 and literally be like raising your own kids yeah. right now and yeah. and and not see the Dodgers win a chip 
Whereas you can see the Rams very feasibly in the next two seasons being a Super Bowl. Right. That's a huge factor. By the way, an- another thing I got to point out here, because someone just tweeted in talking about, oh, haven't you seen NFL ratings are down? I'm so glad. They're Chris back did. up again this year, it's by not, the way. Not just back up, <laughs> yeah. but USA Today did a really big investigative piece where they deep dive on analytics of ratings. And what they found was the number one determinant for whether or not your ratings went up or down is was the team good? The local team was good, ratings went up. The local team was bad, <laughs> ratings went down. And literally everything else was negligible. Protesting, uh, like uh, uh, Head concussions. Injuries. Yeah. Uh, concussions. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. We just care about, is the team winning? I'm there. Right. And, and to that point, the Rams are winning. And to the second point beyond that, they're not just winning the games nine to three and grinding it out. Mm-hmm. They're it's they're scoring forty points a game. A they score, Todd play. Gurley's jumping over guys. Jared Goff's throwing seventy yes. yard touchdowns. It's it's winning. It's fun. It's exciting. Sean McVay looks right. He looks. You said this beautiful man. He he looks like he belongs in L A. He looks like he belongs in L A. His girlfriend looks he, like she belongs st- in the, she straight does. out of Central Casting. Yeah, like, if we were making a movie about a football team and the charismatic coach, he looks like that and his girlfriend would look like that yep. but it's, I think the style of play thing is so important because if they were 5-0 and and with Steve Fisher coaching Jeff, and, and, uh, Jeff Fisher and Steve, Steve Lo- Fisher would have done a better Lo- job yeah. and Steve Lopez <laughs> and, and uh, you know like and, with Jeff Fisher coaching and uh, and Case Keenum played second base uh, Case Keenum as your quarterback like this excitement wouldn't be there. Well, it's they not, were three and one with Jeff Fisher, and they and, were lousy. They were lousy, and exciting was not there. This, this is different, man. Yeah, it's very different. Let's try one more. Gelato Drew, Gelato Drew, you are on the morning show. What's up? What's, go, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what up? What up? What's going on? Two more two weeks of a mean spewing nonsense on LA radio stations. Get used to it. <laughs> Get used I mean, to it. Come on, <laughs> There'll be a lot uh, more weeks. Rams are not. I'm going to play a scenario for you. The Rams could be in the Super Bowl. They could win the Super Bowl. And the next day, Magic could make a trade, a blockbuster trade, and that'll get more attention in L.A. than the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Bro, yeah. bro we, we said, we're not we said, talking about We that. said the Lakers were one. We're talking about the Dodgers. Could the Dodgers do a, 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 could the Dodgers do a blockbuster trade the day after the Super Bowl? If the Dodgers win the series this year and the okay. Rams win the Super Bowl, the Dodgers are still going to be more relevant. All right, th- th- thanks, for <laughs> thanks for making my point. Thanks for making my point about success. I-, I didn't say if the Dodgers win the World Series and the and the Rams win the Super Bowl, who would be bigger? I said the team that wins, that's the, what's going. Like Lakers are one, we've all accepted that one. But that number two spot is a lot shakier than people say. I'm not so sure. Okay, to, to change it a little bit, what if they both win? What what if the Rams no, win the no, Super Bowl no, no. and the Dodgers win the World? I Perfect. don't know though that whatever gap there is right now, and the Dodgers are clearly ahead of right, the Rams. Right, but the, I don't know if the gap stays the same if they both win because football is more popular than baseball. It is, uh, but, but there's no. the history here. Yeah. There's a thirty year gap that yeah. you know that. People will rush the streets. He just gave up on putting the mask on. No, I, 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 Thank I, God. LZ's got to say this. Mysterio's coming on later. Um, well, you've been waiting, LZ, well, you've been waiting for this. Mysterio gets lost on his way here. Oh, no, no. Mysterio's inside of you, my friend. We all have Mysterio in like us. like that. Oh, you're the one that went nasty. I was going to say we all have a little Mysterio. Even Dan. Even our boss Dan's got a little Mysterio in him. Well, he, does have that, he does have that pointy nose. He does. He doesn't need a mask. <laughs> the Dodgers, the Rams. There's 30, 30 years 
There's the 30 year factor right. in terms of championship, but there's also the no, fact no, that will you hush up? There's also the simple fact that we lost Game Seven last year, so to be able to come back and win okay. is also part of the narrative reason why they'll always be more popular. <sighs> I don't really want to do this at all. <laughs> Top just of the breathe. hour. Dude, hey, the hey, best part. I know what you're going to say. Don't say it like that either. Just breathe, yeah, dog. Right. Just, all right. It's time breathe, for dog. Z's to love. All right. Z's to love. Mysterio, are you uh, are you ready? No. <laughs> Let me know when Mysterio's fully. Uh, it's okay, that master. I, I, I don't do know if bidding. Mysterio's going to be able to talk into the microphone with the uh, with the nose piece. If we're calling that, do you have the nose, nose envy? Here we go. <laughs> There's nothing about this that I envy. Number one, Mysterio. You've been to LAFC games. Good place to take a date. Where are you trying to take her to? LAFC game. Soccer match, I think. <laughs> I, think he's trying, I think he's trying to score, Mysterio. Oh, that's that's my question. See, the simple mind thinks the date is all about the game. No, the date <laughs> is the game. So, my friend, if you're trying to say goodnight at the end of the game, then sure, take her to LAFC. But if you want the night to begin the night then I would probably take her somewhere in which you two can make eye contact. Like Mysterio's doing with me right now. Like I'm doing with you right now. <laughs> when you go to a game, it's like going to a movie. It's like going to the theater. You're next to each other, but you aren't interacting enough. If you want the game within the game to go on, you need a date where you can engage one-on-one. What if she really likes soccer? <laughs> Or then if she likes soccer, then take her to the game. <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, I got a question. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, there's a girl I like, and she said she's not interested in being a side piece, though. But she's always asking to hang out. Friend zone? Or is she just playing hard to get? She's not interested in being a side piece. Do you have a main piece? I do not. But I don't want something serious to quite yet. You're in the friend zone, my friend. <laughs> How can I get out of the friend zone, Mysterio? By putting her out of the friend zone. <laughs> See, you have her in the friend zone, but you want her to elevate you into the main zone. But she's a smart woman, wise, I would dare say. So until you step up, there's no reason for her to step out. Mysterio, follow-up question. What station are we hearing Mysterio and the Z's of Love on? You are listening to KSPN Los Angeles. You are, unfortunately, listening to KSPN Los Angeles. Bear with us. This is still KSPN Los Angeles. <laughs> Speaking of bears, happy National Coming Out Week to all the bears listening. <laughs> Do you want to explain? Never mind. Let's not explain what the bear is. Do you have any more questions for Mysterio? One more for Mysterio. What would ALZ, A-L-Z a question? In that, in that, A-L-Z? Or, or, excuse me, Mysterio, in that world, <laughs> we here. know what a bear is. What, what would a mean be in that world? Lonely. <laughs> no more no more questions from that world. Okay. All right. Saw, this is too really Mysterio. Good. Mysterio, I saw on IG that you're wearing a mask. My wife is pretty conservative. How can I introduce Mysterio in the bedroom? Does he want me to show up in the bedroom? Think, no, I think he wants to wear a mask oh, and things like, like that. Just, just DM me and I'll slide right into the DMs and then I can show up. 
it starts off with having fun. You do it for fun and then go where the spirit takes you. If you introduce things like Mysterio, Chains and Whips, and you're serious about it, it can be intimidating. But if you do it as a fun thing, if you do it as, hey, isn't this funny? He, 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 he. That's a much easier, less intimidating way. This is definitely a question from you, Travis, isn't it? <laughs> I So you're telling me I just don't want to walk out of the bathroom with that on for the first time? Like, hey, what's up? You gotta, no, you, you got to... You got to have fun. I happened to purchase this particular mask from the 99 cent only store, but there are many stores <laughs> that you can go find a mask and say, isn't this thing silly? Isn't this thing funny? And make it less intimidating. Do I need the candelabra with it? How else are you going to see when the lights are out? <laughs> Key, please never miss work again. <laughs> Where else are you going to get your hot wax if you don't have candles, my friend? Thank you, Mysterio. You're very welcome. <laughs> Hopefully we'll not see you again for a very Good long job, time. Good job, Mysterio. <laughs> All right. You're in the friend zone, I mean. <laughs> Gotta elevate it. <laughs> Usher LZ back into the room, please, Mysterio. Yeah. Lakers last night, they were in uh, Vegas. They were taking on the Golden State Warriors. And LeBron and Lonzo hooked up fast. Alley-oop. LeBron to Lonzo, and there it is. The first time those two have hooked up, LeBron with the alley, Lonzo with the oop, and the Lakers have cut the lead to one, 34-33. It, it didn't take long. It looked right. And, I mean, it, it might only have been the preseason, and the Warriors are sleepwalking through it like they're going to do during the regular season potentially as well. But getting our first look at the full complement of the guys that the Lakers going to it's it really hard not to get. It, and for me, maybe it's overly excited, but... I went from being, yeah, okay, let's see what it is, to let's get this started as quickly as possible. Yeah. No, I mean, look, chemistry is chemistry, right? You know the moment you're with somebody, you're like, hey, we get along. <laughs> oh, Mysterio finally left, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of chemistry and people you don't said know. he had our bedroom to show up in. Somebody texting a question about how can I get Mysterio in the bedroom or something? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, no, LeBronzo. But so chemistry, chemistry is chemistry, right? You can't fake it. You can't force it. It's either there or it's not there. And when you see it there, so apparently right there, that's a good thing. Again, I would also point to Lonzo doing things last night that he didn't do a year ago or didn't do well a year ago as being a big part. Because if he gets on that lob and clangs the dunk, if he goes up for those layups and he's missing, well, all the chemistry in the world is not going to fix that, right? So he's improved as a player. But yeah, no, there's no... There's no uh, shame in saying yeah, I like the way they vibe off of one another because that that's real. You know that's that sometimes it takes a while for that to happen. You were sitting in the front row to watch how quickly the Phoenix Suns were able to become fun ball, if you will. Yeah. Um, do you see any similarities with that and what's happening with the Lakers? Yes, in the sense that. You know, I wasn't there the first year in Phoenix, but if you look at that roster, they added two guys. They added Steve Nash and Quentin Richardson. And, and <laughs> no disrespect to Q, but we all know what, like right. the the star the stir that uh, stir, the straw that the stirred, stirred, stirred those, yeah, yeah. was Steve. Right? You basically gave Steve the same uh, compliments as you gave Stephon Marbury, who was a very good point guard, mm-hmm. and they went from being a mediocre team to the best team in the league regular season wise. Right? Same thing here. Right? There is a bunch of guys who are already here, 
Lonzo and Kuzma and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. And now you add LeBron and you're going to see, I think you're going to see a huge jump. The difference to me between that Phoenix team and this Laker team is the surrounding environment, the context within which this is happening. Mm Because that Phoenix team did it. And yeah, the Spurs are pretty good. And the Lakers were kind of, in, they were out of it at that point. You know, the, the life had changed for them. And so the Clippers were kind of, like, it was an easier environment to say, okay, we're going to be the good team in this conference. Now, and we talked about this a week ago, right? For for all the teams in the West that were not playoff teams last year, whatever your aspirations are, you got to always remember, the Denver Nuggets are really, really good, and that wasn't a playoff team. So what does that mean? It means that we can have massive improvement, be excited, be really good, and yet have a result at the end of the year that doesn't sound like it was a success. Yeah, I, you know, I just have a hard time. You and I, you know... Got into it. I think the last time you were in studio, you punched me. Huh. <laughs> you, you earned it. You know, let me see. Um, because I had a hard time seeing a world in which we can accept the fact that a rookie and Donovan Mitchell can land in Utah and get them in the second round of the playoffs, but the Lakers land LeBron freaking James, and we're supposed to hope that we make the eighth seed. Like I, I just didn't see how those two things were consistent. And another reason why I brought up the Steve Nash was because no one thought. Steve Nash yeah. was that. Yeah. They thought Phoenix had signed a, a nice piece. A decent guy. A good, yeah. No, but a star point guard. But right. Yeah. But, but a nice piece. Amari was actually still supposed to be the it, focus, but, et cetera. Isn't there a difference in the sense that what you're talking about with Steve Nash at that point in his career, Donovan Mitchell last year as a rookie where we weren't quite sure, and maybe there's a little bit of a factor of sneaking up on somebody with LeBron. You're not sneaking up on anybody. You're going to get everybody's full attention starting in Portland on opening right. night. Like, yeah, the, but you also have LeBron who's in the conversation to being the greatest of all time, whereas Steve Nash was, as I said, a nice at piece that, yeah, at that point, and Donovan Mitchell was an unproven rookie. But but that's but that's Travis's point. Travis's point is because LeBron is the greatest of all time, or maybe the nobody's greatest sleeping. Of all time, nobody's sleeping. Like like teams. But when you're the greatest, but here's the thing: teams went into last season saying Utah, all right, they're, all right, they're okay, and then like, oh wow, they're they're a lot better than I thought. Teams are not going to look at LA like they're they're going to go like, hey man, we're not going to let this dude. You know, uh, drum us down, especially when you consider for many of these teams, that's who we're jockeying with for position, right? Like, it's different when it's the Warriors because it's just like they're like, all right, have fun down there, whatever you guys do down there in the playoff picture. But if you're a Memphis Grizzlies, you're not like, ah, it's just the Lakers. So they added some guy named LeBron. They're like, no, 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 no. We're treating this like game seven because. Every game in the Western Conference, if you're one of those teams in the mix Mm -hmm. below the Ivory Tower, is a playoff game. The playoffs start October 16th in the West. They don't but, start in April. But my, my thing is that you're LeBron. And I when, know. You're, when you're in the conversation of GOAT, you're, you're so used to taking everyone's best shot that it's second. Like, you don't know what a it's not lackadaisical Lebr- shot. It's not LeBron that we're worried like, about, though. I'm not worried about the young players. See, that's, I, but that's I, the I'm, difference. I'm not worried about the young players because they do have that dude. And because they have that you dude, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to play for them. He has to believe in them. Right. And when you believe in young guys, they will elevate if they have the talent and they have the mental fortitude. And I, I don't see anything. There's no D'Angelo Russells on this squad. No. There's no, no mentally no. fragile little things that's going to fall away under pressure. I think these guys, we've seen it from Zoe. We've seen it from Brandon Ingram. We've seen it in flashes from, from Kuz that they're able to handle the pressure of the moments as well. And on top of that, they got that dude. Is this the most 
Not, maybe not the best team that he's been on in a long time because you know he's been to the finals eight times in a row. But is this the most talented team that he's been on in a number of years? As far as just you look at what it is right now and what it might be if everybody maxes out on See, what they I, have. I think yeah, it's a conversation of how what is and what could be. Right? There's two different conversations because what is is Kyrie Irving's better than anybody on this team right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the, there's no one on the team right now who's as good as what Kyrie was. Uh, in in Cleveland, right? Could that change? Absolutely. You know, we, I think we all expect big things of Brandon Ingram. I think Lonzo Ball has a chance to be special in a way that's very different from scoring the ball, like doing all the other things. But that's still down the line. And so when you say this is the most talented, it's more talented than the team he was on last year. But again, even if we were to say oh, that's the most talented team he's had since he was in Miami with Bosh and Wade, right? Even if we say that. There's a major difference of context that we have to include there, which is there are 12 teams in the Western Conference that are probably in a regular year, in a regular conference, are playoff teams. But only eight, we're not changing the rules. Only eight are making it. So, uh, like I said, Portland, uh, Minnesota, even. All right, let's go. Let's let's go through the list. All right. This Lakers squad, if there are no changes made, are they right. better? Than, are they better than Portland? Yes. Yes. All right. Are they better than Minnesota? Yes. yes. All right. Are they better than OKC? Draw. Ooh, he's we'll all. Ooh, you Maybe. pausing and stuff. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you're already. That, that, that's that's dunk, dunk. that's where basketball comes in, man. Like that's where chemistry. You're, you're, al- you're already at a maybe. I'm I'm already at a maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I was playing NBA 2K and Carmelo was nice on the video game, dog. He was hitting all <laughs> you, the mid range. You were playing last year. That was last year's edition. So okay, but go go from the other way. The the Golden State, no. Houston, no, no, no. Who else is a so, no? So this, Who else this, is a, this is, a hard I'll, no? I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll give yeah. you. I'll give you the tearing right now for me for the Western Conference. Golden State gap. by yourself, by itself. Right, right. Gap. The rest. I'll give you after the break. Oh. Plus, there is you breaking make news that face when you do a from tease? Minnesota. The, uh, the the Timberwolves are not looking forward to going through what happened yesterday all over again. We'll tell you what it means next. Look, sometimes I miss the birthdays. I wasn't going to miss this one. Luke Perry, Dylan McKay from 90210. Yes, sir. Turns 52 today. I believe he was 51 when he was in the show. (laughs) He's a little... uh, They are a little longer than two to be high student students running around. You know, he pulled it off pretty well right until he had to smile and he'd kind of... His lips would go up. They were supposed to be high school. Then the crow's feet. Yeah, he looked like a little leather. I think you're thinking of uh, 21 Jump Street. Nope. No. No, These people are these old-ass... People were supposed to be in high. I never saw the show, but I, I know you're you missing out. Show. Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah, they were yeah. in high school, and none of them, I think, with the exception of one of them, were actually of high school age. They were post college age. Yeah, it, it's, I mean that's one of the Hollywood sort of things. I did a film years ago where we were all supposed oh, to be oh, in high oh, school. This is the Mysterio stuff, right? This is the family <laughs> no, this show. Is, no, this is the real film, and uh, <laughs> I was the youngest person cast, and I was 21 at the time. And it was a high school, and we were setting? supposed to be in high school. <laughs> I'm sitting around I was like. People picking up kids and stuff <laughs> after the show. I uh, true story. I never watched either of those shows. Not, not Melrose, or Melrose Place or, or 90210. Well, not same here, man. Second. I made yeah, it up. I, for, I didn't watch it either. I made it up for all of us because I've seen them all more than once. So oh, there you go. That was your Sex in the City. Uh, yeah. I, I, is it I, Pat, Patrick Duffyism, right? No, no, no. no. Uh, Jason Priestley, Jason Luke Priestley. Perry, Luke Perry. That's um, a, talking about Dynasty or Dallas or something. Patrick Duffy. Tiffany <laughs> Amber Thiessen. Once you got into the Valerie years, which was a a, you, good, you, good you, part. Tra- of Travis doing a deep dive. That's getting him back to some. You want this man from Mysterio? So the tears. You're talking about Golden State. Mm-hmm. Is on a tier of their own. Yes, huge gap, and then I'm assuming Houston. 
I say Houston and Utah. A lot of people are kind of like Utah. I, I'm t- Utah was so elite defensively last year, mm-hmm. so elite that they literally gave everyone a 30 game head start because that's when Rudy Gobert was out. Yep. Came back and ended up being from what we thought for most of the year, second only to the Celtics after you know including that 30 game stint. The other day, NBA.com revised its stats page. It used to estimate how many possessions there were per game using like just a, a rough formula. Now they actually count full possessions, and they know how many. When they revised, it turns out Utah is actually the number one defense. If you look at Utah's defense with just Rudy Gobert in the lineup, so kicking out those 30-some-odd games uh, he missed, they were the difference between the gap between Utah and the number two team, which is Boston, was the same gap between Boston at two and whoever number nine was. Mm. This team is crazy elite defensively, and what Donovan Mitchell has given them is just good enough offense to take advantage of that. So to me, I put Utah. I actually think Utah is going to be the two seed, but I understand Utah, Houston. I would say on the same tier. Then there's a gap, and then it turns into I could be the four seed or I could not make the playoffs. And in that group, you have Oklahoma City, you've got Portland, you've got Denver. You've got the Spurs, you've got Dallas, you've got Memphis, you've got the Lakers, and I would say New Orleans. I said I just said New Orleans. I don't think you did. Think All right, so throw New Orleans in there. Yeah. All right, so that's eight teams. Clippers. Uh, uh, Clippers. See, I think this is the one that I think I'm I'm underestimating. I'm, I don't know if the Clippers are there yet, but they're undefeated in the preseason. Undefeated, yo. I know. <laughs> but, but no, let's not do that. They, they play hard. They're well coached. I don't know if their talent is good enough to jump over some of the teams I just named that all have kind of elite level players. Of did you say Oklahoma City? I said okay. Oklahoma City. Why did you include Dallas? I should say probably Dallas a little bit lower. Okay, so just right. because of Doncic. So, Doncic. So, I think Doncic, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I think that team is is pretty good, but it may be a little premature for them. So yeah. maybe maybe Clippers and Dallas are in a. Another, Another tier, tier below that. And then at the bottom, it's like Phoenix and Sacramento. Right. Some things never change. Uh, so, <laughs> But, I mean, doesn't doesn't the Lakers go to the top of that cluster for no other reason than they have LeBron? LeBron? Doesn't doesn't LeBron put them at – I agree that they're in the cluster, but they're at the top of the cluster for well, no other reason than well, they got Well, think about LeBron. it. Without LeBron and without Zoe for 30 games, they managed to win 35 games. Okay. So when you look at that – LeBron's got to be good for 10, 10 wins. On any team he goes to, at least 10 he's got to be good for, right? Okay, assuming, 47. So assuming 45. that everyone is healthy, you, you got to think that 50 is not that far so, from from our reach. If, if LeBron being LeBron, peak LeBron is good for 10, and you won 35 and your number two pick, who you play better when he's on the court, only played in 50 games— you got to think that the combination of them two being on the court, in addition to all the other pieces, is going to be good for fifty to uh, fifty-two wins. All right, so here's my counterpoint: Last year, the Western Conference playoff picture legitimately went ten deep, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Clippers tailed off at the end as yep. soon as they but were they were there, but they were there until April, till April, right? Yep. And so, of the teams that, that outside those ten, Lakers, Dallas, Memphis, all got better, right? Mm-hmm. And even Phoenix. Phoenix is going to be better when they, they yeah, were the better. absolute worst team last yeah, year. They're going to be they're better. Going to be better. Right. So with the playoff picture being 10 deep last year, there were only two teams that won more than 50 games. The three seed was a 49-win team. Mm-hmm. I heard Stan Van Gundy say this. He said, I think that there are going to be a bunch of 
teams between 44 and like 49 wins. I think there's not going to be a lot of 50-win teams in the West because the parity is even greater this year. So everyone's beating each other over the head. So when you say, oh, LeBron's good for 10, yeah, he's good for 10 more, but also understanding that like whatever they came into with, there's a 31 last year? 35. The uh, Lakers? Yeah, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers 35. 35, right? Yeah. That 35, if, if LeBron were not on it, that same team would not win 35 this year. It would win less. I think no. they'd win if LeBron if they if LeBron is if not they on the squad last year's squad this right. year no LeBron and none of the other additions just the you think that goes down that number will go down I because don't think of what so. happened to everybody else right. because you got to think you got to think about how many wins people got off of Memphis but just by virtue of that I mean I understand it. that but we lost the player who made us significantly better for thirty two games so if he just plays seventy five games that's not going down yeah but. All depends on where Jimmy Butler lands too in the yes, West because true. that that could that could change what happens to Minnesota if he stays in the West that elevates somebody else. Um, we talked about what happened yesterday where he went off in practice and he was lighting up his teammates. He was lighting up the front office. They're not going to have practice today. <laughs> the, the according to the Athletics, John Krasinski, uh, he reported this morning that the team would not hold practice and they're not going to have media availability today either. I mean, what are you doing if you're the organization where you're letting a guy who you got now you're not even practicing because you're afraid of what he might do to the rest of your guys in your front office? I, Dysfunction. I, yeah, you know, I, I would say, look, this is this is the conversation we ha- we actually had myself and Byron Scott yesterday. We were talking about in the NFL when a player's not happy with this situation, what does he do? Holds out. He holds out. He doesn't show up, right? And that's what you should do because. Playing football is a very dangerous thing, right? You don't want to mess around and, and be like my man up in Seattle and Earl Thomas. Oh yeah, like okay, I'll do it, and then next thing you know, all right, my career is pretty much over. At least the the huge money part of my career, right? Mm-hmm. In the NBA, it's the opposite. No, you do show up. You say, oh, y'all don't, y'all don't want to do right by me. Okay, I'll come to practice and I'll ruin, it. I'll burn this whole thing down because. NBA coaches want control. They want everyone on the same page. They don't want to hear a dissenting voice. And so usually what happens when you have a guy like that, you send them home. You basically say, you know what? The checks will come in the mail. Don't worry. And we're going to try to resolve the situation as quickly as possible. We saw this situation with Goran Dragic in Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. He went from being all NBA and the ball in his hands. One summer later, they add uh, a a third point guard in Isaiah Thomas. Uh, They had Goran playing small forward, guarding players that are six inches and, and 50 pounds heavier than him. Uh, and, Smart plan. And and, and <laughs> Goran was frustrated, and he said, guys, I don't like this. Guys, we got to do something different. And, you know, doing it the, the quote-unquote the right way, the way that people say, oh, professionals do it. So why are they? Why not send him home? Why cancel practice? I think this is the part where they got to figure out, guys, we got it. Like, enough is enough. Like, that was, the, more than anything else, that was humiliating, right? So let's just assume Jimmy showed up today and said, guess what, Tibbs? You're right. I do like it here. I'm going to stay. Guess what, guys? I'm cool. We can play this year out. That doesn't fix things because he no. humiliated those dudes. Right. Those dudes being the people that you paid hundreds of millions of dollars to and said, you're the future of my franchise. He went out there and he said, you, want, you say you can do it, do it to me. Right. right, he went out there and yelled at the GM and said, "You guys can't win bleep without me." Which is true. He went out there and he took guys whose names he barely even knew and beat the first string by double digits in six minutes. And then told Rachel Nichol, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Nichols, yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, I did. It. That is, <laughs> I did it. You can't, you can't go on like life, like working in front of you, cat. Remember, remember the <laughs> Seinfeld episode where Costanza made a big deal and he quit, and then he realized that pretended the, he right. didn't do it. So he just came <laughs> right. in Monday morning right. and just like. Right. 
Like, oh, wait, did something happen? Like, you can't do that, right? And, like, people remember what happened. But the, the question now, of course, as it pertains to the Lakers, is whether or not they're desperate enough to take some scraps that we can offer to get them. Tim Kirchin has something on ESPN.com this morning. The three reasons why the Dodgers can beat the Braves in the NLCS. We'll talk to him about what those reasons are next.